um, a segment about that because uh, you know again it's not really being spoken about and you know I can imagine even at grassroots level I, I imagine if something happened at grassroots but you know that, that's a that's a great topic that we should even talk about but, but okay oh cool that is recorded hello people hope everyone is well welcome to Monday Night Mayhem and thank you to all of the football influencers in this group we have Jose Diego Callum Barry and Wayne hope everyone is well so uh, just to let you guys know, we'll be uh, talking about a, uh, a few topics and we're just going to rattle through as many of them as possible. So please go and subscribe to the Ultimate Football Network on Twitter, on Instagram and also on SoundCloud. So the first topic we're, we are going to be talking about is the Claudio Ranieri sacking. Um, he was in the job for less than four months at Watford, uh, and after the result against Norwich, Watford decided to terminate his contract. Uh, let's, you know, I'm going to open it out to the group. Who wants to talk about what's going on at Watford? I don't personally like the way they are going about it. Sacking, employing, sacking all these managers, but. After the results and what one win in eight games wasn't it? It was bound to happen. Mm. Yeah, but do you think that Watford will, you know, a little bit trigger happy? Because again, Ranieri's had he's a he's a, he you know he he's a decent manager. Uh, you know, um, he's he's oh, yeah, won. Yeah, yeah. I mean, what are Watford doing though? You know, really, you know, we, you know, really and truly. Like, what, what's their game plan? Does anyone you know have that? Have a game plan at that point. I don't think they've, I think they've got one. Have <laughs> I mean, at this point, uh, Ranieri's done pretty much the impossible with Leicester. If there's anyone that could get him out of a mess, he's a good option. Is it real? Is it too early to sack him? That's the question. Is I, I oh. don't know. It's difficult, isn't it? But Watford go through managers like Water, don't they? they I mean, they the, don't yeah. tend to stick to them, do they? That's the problem. They tend to like have a problem, and then they go right. The problem is get rid of the manager, but it's not always that. Oh. Isn't always the right way to go, is no, it? Definitely not. Yeah. So much instability for the players as well. That's the thing. It's, it's instability, isn't it? And that's that that costs that costs you points and games. And that the board look don't look at themselves. So they just look at the manager. Oh, I've got to sack the manager. It's all going wrong. Sure. You appointed him. You appointed him. You gave him free reign. You know, can't always be the manager's fault all, all every single time. You know, yeah, and exactly. stability, like you say, you got you got sometimes you're gonna to have to take the rough, aren't you? With, you know, six months, eight months time, sometimes with a manager, you might even have to go down with a manager just to go back up, just to get that stability. But they won't do that. It's too much money from losing from the Premier League. But Watford are a bit of a yo-yo club anyway. And I think that's because of the board. I don't think it's. I don't yeah, think it's I don't. I, I don't think it's anything to do with the players, or so they've got more than capable Premier League players in that team. Oh, you know, they've had. They've had God knows how many decent Premier League managers. It, it's behind the scenes. It's a bit like United. Yeah. It's a bit like United. You know, they've yeah, got all these great players, United. They've got a great manager and had great managers previously. What more can they do to bring back success? And to be honest, I was, I've been—I've just looked at the the run of games. So this is since November. So obviously a series, a series of games. It's been Arsenal. They beat United. So not not too bad. Leicester City, Chelsea, Man City, Brentford, West Ham, Tottenham. Were they really expecting outstanding results from this run of games? Obviously Norwich could have, should have been avoided. Newcastle direct competitor as well, but. Well, I mean, I, I think, I think they were like looking for that positive knee-jerk reaction. Having Claudio there, who who kind of looks like a very, uh, you know, he kind of looks like a manager that players will respond to, and also the fans. 
And, you know, I kind of had a feeling that the writing was on the wall when, like, you know, uh, when like, Danny Rose just didn't really look the part. And, you know, you know, Ranieri was very clear in terms of how he felt about Danny Rose's fitness. And, um, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a funny situation because I do feel sorry for the fans. You know, uh, they, they, they do support, I, you know, I think they support every single manager that's actually been sacked. Uh, and um, I think now as a, you know, well, I'm not a Watford fan, but I can imagine, you know, um, it's just something that they're so used to. And like, because maybe they kind of have that bounce back ability, it, you know, it's not too bad, but, you know, only time will tell with that, this one. It's kind of, almost, it's kind of almost like the Newcastle job. It's kind of like that kind of impossible, yeah, you know, it's that poison chalice, isn't it? Like, you know that you're going to go, but how long are you going to get? Would anybody like to be a Wofford fan? <laughs> okay, counteract that question. Would anyone like to be a United fan? <laughs> I would rather be a United fan than a Wofford fan, because at least United are going to be there, thereabouts. Watford is Don't think Watford are one by Italians. Italians don't give anyone any time, do they? So, um, with the kind of names, well, I don't know. If, um, did let someone say it's Scott Parker could could be could be in land, you know, regarding the job at Watford? He's doing a good job at Bournemouth at the moment. I hope not. I don't, he is, yeah. I don't like to see. I'd rather see a manager out of work go and take over the reins somewhere. Um, yeah. You don't want to be off your rocker to take that job. Remember, Nigel Pearson took it and he got yeah. what the Nigel Pearson got a couple of months to do. Yeah. It, it's the owner, isn't it? He's not the greatest of owners. He's, yeah, he doesn't give managers a chance. Their family, they all knew the Nazi as well, don't they? Yeah. You know what I mean? He's a bit like the guy. They're a bit like. Remember the guy that originally bought uh, the Italian guy that bought Leeds. Yes. And every every few weeks they they'd uh, he'd go on a rampage and sack a manager and yeah, crazy, crazy. You need some stability to have. Some I've there. actually um refereed one of the managers. He sacked well one of the teams he manages now. Hockendale. Uh, Dave Hockenday. Yeah. He got about oh. four weeks, didn't he? Yeah. He oh, uh, manages oh, a college team now and I refereed them. Oh, Callum. You're a... You're, oh. oh, Callum, you know, I didn't actually know that you was a referee. Ha, ha, ha. Very funny to Bruce. I'm pretty sure we asked you asked me this question last week. Are you a great referee or a good referee? <laughs> and, uh, you know, I, yeah. And uh, I keep forgetting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> so, anyway, but hey, I, but you know, rather than talking about Watford's demise, let's talk about, not, you know, Norwich's uh, emergence from the, uh, from the shadows. Like, they've just come out from, from, from nowhere now. You know, yeah. out, you know, out of the bottom three. Dean Smith. Great, good manager. Really, really good oh, manager. Great manager. What a great manager he is. Yeah, I think he's excellent. I thought Aston Villa. I thought Dean he got Smith. Oh. But I mean, again, like, do, do, are we like looking at Norwich as, as safe right now? I mean, uh, what are people's opinions about that? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's making good progress, isn't he? It's, it's hard to say because Norwich again, really like Watford, aren't they? They're such a yo-yo club, and um, and they were so soft, weren't they? Like they play good football, but very like an Eddie Howe side. They won't, they, they they won't change their football philosophy even when they're losing and say, right, we'll shut up shop for a couple of games, try and nick a result, and then we'll go back to this expansive football. Um, yeah, uh, yeah. You, I wouldn't put a past in Smith to keep them up. 
If you gave me a choice between Norwich and Newcastle, well, I'd probably, I'd probably at the moment, unless Newcastle make a few more signings, I'd go Norwich. If Norwich stay up, Dean Smith would be the manager to keep them up 100%. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. Can I just interrupt? Blackburn have just scored. Yeah, Blackburn have just scored. Bro, Blackburn Callum, who, uh, who, whose expense do you think that what if Watford uh, Norwich stay up? Who expect it can be at Watford's expense? Do you think? So I think Burnley will go. But Bernie, if you look at Bernie's, yeah. um, if you look at Bernie's goals and uh, games and hand, Bernie aren't out of it. So yeah, th- there's going to be two clubs. Other than not, if Norwich get out of it, Burnley get out of it. Who else is going down with them? Is the only thing is so. after losing Chris Wood. I think yeah, Everton. Everton. Yeah, Everton going down, down, yeah. They could. I think Norwich go down. No chance. Everton is not going down. No chance. They could be like that. They're not going to go down. They're only four points off the good relegation good. zone, Jesse. They are. Yeah. It doesn't matter. They're going to come out of it. We'll see. They couldn't yeah. beat Aston Villa. Aston Villa is going love. down. I would love it. I would love it if Everton went down. Love it. I would love it if Everton went down. I'd have a party. <laughs> I think Brentford will stay up. I think Leeds and Newcastle will stay up by the skin of their teeth. Yeah. My dream would be for Liverpool to get relegated and possibly go into administration, but that's Who? that's just. <laughs> Who would you like to see relegated and go into administration? Liverpool and Everton. Oh, that'd be nice. <laughs> <laughs> like you that'd be nice. <laughs> oh dear me! Oh dear! Hey, listen, I mean. I, I... As well, oil money. Liverpool are never going into administration and never going down. <laughs> oh, that's what that's what they said. Not oh, I wouldn't say never. Never. Oh, oh dear. Actually, well, you know what? Um, take them right into the stinker. Well, yeah. I, well, you know what I mean. Um, as we're talking about Liverpool, what do people think? And actually, Callum, uh, question to you: Do you think it was a penalty? Um, Liverpool. No. Uh, Liverpool's third third goal no against Crystal Palace. No, apparently. I'll be honest, I didn't see it. I saw it only because I was having a family day that day. Oh, Matt, I've watched the video of it before, and it's a bit six or one half a dozen of the other, really, isn't it? Jota yeah. obviously gets the ball, but if you look, he knocks it away and carries his run into the keeper, obviously. Not much really that the keeper can do, but would you or wouldn't you give it? Is there contact? Yeah, full on. He, he runs directly into the keeper. He runs is, into the keeper, though. Yeah. yeah. Is, and, it a goal not, score, is, is there a chance of a goal-scoring opportunity? I, no. I don't think, I don't think not, so. He knocks no. the ball too wide, I think, to get there. Yeah. And, and you, know, you know, I'm a Liverpool fan, and... You can see how Jota kind of changes his run yeah. to actually go into the keeper. Like, like he slows down, like he knows that he's not going to get it. And then he kind yeah, of wait. So, and you know, when you slow it down, you would think that the referees or the officials will, will actually look at the kind of common sense of a human being and say, you know what, the person slowed down. Like he, know, like he knows he's not going to get it. And he's actually put himself into the keeper's way. It's blatantly not a penalty. Lately, not a penny, and then uh, yeah, yeah I, you know, they literally got it wrong. You've no chance. But you know what, Liverpool win. Um, great stuff. I mean, again, let's let's kind of um, also talk about uh, the Tottenham Chelsea game. Uh, did Chelsea deserve to win? Yeah, definitely. Everyone deserves to win against Tottenham. <laughs> it's just not very decent. <laughs> Doesn't matter who's playing Liverpool, I'll always support the opposition. Hey.
I think they deserve to win, definitely. Yeah. Why? Yeah. I think they play better than Tottenham. I don't think Tottenham deserved that get, deserved the, 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 that win, the, the, uh, winning that game. I think Chelsea played much better than them. Um, and that, I think it was a, that um, uh, shove on uh, Thiago. Silva, yeah. Yeah, it was, definitely, it was definitely a shove. I mean, if you're running at pace, you know, Tabriz, if you're running at pace and... Uh, and you push me. You can ah, me. you know what? <laughs> ah, you know what? I was waiting for some sort of kickback. I was literally waiting for someone to say, hi, well, to be wouldn't ask you no. But go on. Go on, Barry. Carry on. <laughs> Sorry, I had to take credit for that one. <laughs> go, go, go on, Barry. Carry on. That's true, though, isn't it? Well, yeah, yes. If someone pushes you in the back, you're going to pace. You're going to. But I mean, but like, was that just clever play from Thiago, or you know? Yeah. A bit of both. A bit of both. I think. I think. Uh, I think Kane wanted to stop. It was a bit of like you know, you naturally want to stop yourself, put your hand out or whatever to change direction. And Thiago knew he was there, so I think. I think Thiago's not stupid. He will um, he'll take the hit. And he, he over-exaggerated it, but I still think it was enough as to be deemed a foul and not and obviously Kane gained an advantage, didn't he? So no, not a goal. Uh Jose, as the only professional player in this uh, chat, have you ever kind of simulated you know anything untowards and you know tried to con a referee? <laughs> Put me on the spot there. Have I intentionally tried to con the referee? Yes, oh, everyone no. does. Oh, everyone, oh, everyone, this is being recorded. Don't remind him to breathe. Be quiet. Every there is not a single player out there in the world that can say that they haven't. Honestly. There's always a situation where that contact might have not been that much and you go down, you know, the, the, everyone's been in that situation and there's no football player that plays the game as a job in the world that can say that they haven't gone down a bit easier or put themselves in the situation where they, you know, they might be brought down on purpose. Have I ever directly tried to con a referee by, you know, pretending there was contact when it didn't happen? No. Not, not like that. So you're but, you denying know, it, Sometimes you? there's a if there's soft con soft contact, it's enough for you to go down. You know, it might be something that doesn't justify a full on drop, but players exaggerate it as well. And I think it, it gets it's 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 even worse now. To be honest, nowadays it's and the worst part is um, it's encouraged. So you yeah, you'll watch I some guess. highlights and you'll think, oh, he should have gone down there. It's more encouraged than I'm. A few, I'll mention a few European countries that obviously it's more encouraged in. It's a bit harder to get away with stuff like that in the UK. But in the, obviously, I've been to tournaments in Spain, I've been to tournaments in, I want to say France as well, America. And sometimes you, you get away more with stuff like that in those countries that in the, you would in the UK. Obviously, the contact has to be a bit more observed. So I'm surprised with some of the stuff that they do get away with in the Premier League, to be honest. And Diego, as a as a coach, would you kind of ever tell any of your players to to uh, go down a little bit easier? Oh, I don't tell them to go down easier. I just tell them to go down. Period. I'm glad you backed me up on this one. <laughs> I mean. But can I tell you, if you're going, if you get contact and you're in the area, if you don't go down, I'm leasing my part of the country of the, of the world, then you're not a football player. You need to go down and you need to scream also. <laughs> I think in fact, I, I believe helps. if you don't go down and you don't scream, it's not a penalty. The, the, the scream is not with it, whether it's a, there's contact or not. If you don't go down, it shouldn't be a penalty. You're continuing the ball. You're continuing play, so. 
The scream helps. The scream helps with referees' decisions. But yeah, I, I do tell them. Yeah, I'm, I, I, I'm not going into the uh, game though, going like, oh, let's take advantage of every single call. No. But there's special calls like like that in the area. Yeah. Just go down. I don't care. Just go down. If the ref whistles it, tough luck for the opponent. If he doesn't, tough luck for you. Point. Yeah. Fair point. Fair point. I don't. Th- I don't think it's a matter of conning the referee. I mean, it's just it's just the way it works nowadays, and the fact that obviously some of these decisions are made so easily, um, it, it obviously encourages people to do it, and you hear it from every anyone now. You know, it's encouraged. Should we encourage it? I don't know, but. It's it's just no. what happens. There's no right or wrong in encouraging it, you know. As a I player, mean, as I from a coaching point of view, it depends on on what on what age are you coaching. I do not. I will never tell uh, a 14 year old to go down. Now, if I'm training uh, first division, hell yeah, you better go down because I. I'm not here to make you a better player, make you the next Lionel Messi. I'm here to win. I want to win. That's all. I don't care if you. That's brutal, you know. That's brutal. It's it's results driven. It's everyone, essentially, everyone against everyone, really. So, I'm fighting for placing at the at the international level. If I win, I I I will not anymore because I'm out of the team. But if I won all the matches, I would have gone straight to the to the Caribbean tournament. And then if I won the Caribbean tournament, I would have gone to the Europa League similar in CONCACAF. So yeah, I wanna win. I wanna win by all means necessary. And if I'm playing bad and I get that call on the penalty spot and I win because of that, I don't care. I win. You are cold blooded, Diego. <laughs> it's it's the professional decision. I mean, they're best ho- so, <laughs> by any means necessary. Now, when wow. when I'm coaching youth teams, hell no, I'm more focused on how they control the ball. If they lose, well, we gotta work on competitiveness, and let's try to take the ball out from the back so you can know and play associ- associatively, or with your teammates, do not uh, play the ball that many times long. Uh, if you play a long match, it goes to a teammate. It doesn't go anywhere just because you're desperate to clear the ball. I mean, I'm fo- more focused on the game, per se. When they're adults here, man, they just want to play, and I just want to win. And it's one of, the, it's one of those. Uh... If I'm if I'm on the ball, I'm in the box. I feel the contact. If I don't go down, and this play does not end in a goal, I'm gonna I'm gonna, you know, there's gonna be backlash on me. So obviously, from for not doing my job, essentially for not securing, you know, a goal there in that situation. So does a player really want to be a victim of that reaction? They have to make the right decision. I mean, as long as the ball ends in either a corner, at least to me as a coach, if the ball ends in a corner, a goal kick, or a goal, I don't care, or a penalty, I don't care. I really don't. I prefer to have a goal kick and having missed a goal because you didn't take out the fall than being a turnover and then I'm on, and I got a counter attack to deal with. I just want the ball to end. If you're in that area, the ball needs to end in one of those four ways. It I cannot agree. be a counterattack. Definitely agree with that. Okay. No, and you know, um, before we kind of go into like the next topic, I've just got this. I've just got this. Like you know, I've just got this image in my mind. I've got two images now. So I've got an image of Diego every time he talks. He's eating nails. He's eating nails, and it's kind of literally, uh, you know, it's just a hard nut. And then there's Jose that eats rose petals, and you know, like he eats 
flowers and daffodils because they can they can literally say the same thing but the tone is completely different it's just it's just it's it's just crazy absolutely crazy but again you know it's you know it's you know you know it's kind of very kind of interesting to to actually hear you know um people's opinions about diving and the simulation and and the willingness to win uh, you know and again you know winning a game for your career for your team it's it's a you know it's kind of you know like a very very interesting topic but again before we move on to um the next segment please go and like the ultimate football network on twitter on instagram and again just just um just uh share the word the next segment uh we we briefly spoke about this before going on uh got going live uh the christian erickson uh transfer and of course with kind of everything that's kind of gone on with uh christian erickson um it, it would be just amazing for him to uh be like playing in the, you know for me like, like the best league in the world uh, but of course you know um there's there's probably like a lot of stuff that we as players and football influencers don't really know about and this is probably a question to jesse um jesse how have you kind of ever managed uh, a player um with kind of any sort of condition or you know if if a player you know or would you expect a player to literally dis uh disclose that to you if you know, if like you know, they literally went through uh, certain, you know, certain things in their footballing journey. Would you literally expect them to actually talk to you about it? Oh, it's just his eight, um, eight foot yacht. Or he's eating lobster. Both. Oh, that's a good shout. Jesse, are you there? And he's not there. Actually, you know what, Callum? Hypothetically, if you was an agent, um, what would like you do? Of Christian Eriksen? Yes. Or, literally, if we, or literally, if like you was an agent, um, would you expect any kind of player um, on your books to literally tell you about their medical history? Yeah, 100%. And if they had something like Christian Eriksen has had, unfortunately, I, w I would advise him not to go somewhere so fast-paced like the Premier League to start with. Because you wouldn't want it to happen again. So, ideally, should go to a league which has... Lot slower football. Unfortunately, I hate to say it, places like America now, America, uh, Scotland, um, places like that, just to get back into the swing of things because you don't want him happening it happening again at any point. Um, I might be wrong here, but I do feel like America is an athletic league, though. It, it it's getting there. It's it's not as fast paced as the Premier League or the Bundesliga or uh, uh, La Liga yet, I would say. But it, it's on its way there, certainly. But I wouldn't say it's it's there. The problem is the what leagues would have the finances to bring him in, and obviously yeah. it's only a fast paced league essentially that would. Yeah. And he's going to want as much money as he possibly can get because he doesn't know how long he's got left. Of course. Playing football. Last push. But, but literally, I've, I, I think um, it's been said, I don't know how true it is, but the medical for Ericsson is completely complicated and different from literally what you'd expect from from um, from a player that hasn't got his like, type of condition. And, you know, literally that that will definitely play a part in his salary, I'm guessing. Yeah. So, um, but I mean, again, you know, it, it's, you know, as a, actually, you know, yeah, Jose, as a, 
as a kind of young like player i mean is it something that you think about you know is it something that you kind of talk to your fellow professionals about the uh, the yeah. cardiac situation yes yes it's i'm not gonna lie it's it's been a constant particular fear this season more than previously uh in portugal when i when we went to portugal we're actually like quite well medically checked and that's even for a, a third tier team our medicals were actually quite extensive uh when i came to the uk to be fair like i've actually done very few medicals in the uk and even at under 19s i uh, i never i i've not really had them done in non league obviously there's none uh so I, I it is a concern it is in the back of our minds and especially now there's this whole debate about coronavirus and the booster jab and is that what's causing it is it not why is it just that people are looking at it more so it has been a topic on conversation this year and uh, in previous times i don't think i'd ever really discussed it i check myself quite regularly uh so if it's not through the club at the beginning of the season i always do my own checks and i always uh do one usually during the season as well and it's if it's uh, anything would come up i would instantly disclose it to my agent as well cuz i remember that was your, the first question cuz i'm very i'm very like honest about any situation that could affect football uh, i think it's a particular topic of discussion this season more than ever really and Callum as a as a referee um I know um I think people actually don't realize how fit referees are um hmm. is you know is it kind of something that that's spoken about um in your groups is it kind of something that you're concerned about what's what's your opinion but really we just keep ourselves um I, I know in the premier league they have to have medicals quite often um and there's also uh heavy fitness tests that you have to go through to go up into the next promotion stage if if you call it that so i'm assuming some uh, as you go up higher medicals come into play higher but it's not really spoke about as such simply because the referee generation is just getting older and older at the moment um I think the youngest referee I've worked with at the moment is 29. Mm. So a lot of them have been late 40s upwards that I've worked with. Mm. But again, you know, that's kind of testament regarding you know how like people are now looking after their bodies more and then literally they had i think everyone's like a lot more educated in terms of you know uh diets and sleep and recovery etc uh, so it's a good thing isn't it yeah definitely definitely it's it's more aware now um every ground i go to there seems to be a defib um that's come into play this year there's rules and regulations that defibs have got to be in place now. But this happened... <sighs> the first time I saw it happen was for Bruce Moamba. And it's yeah. taken it to happen on the international stage for defibs to become a rule. That's what I can't quite get around my head, is why is it taking so long? Well, I mean, I think for me, um, there's always a big incident that always changes how how laws are, um, yeah. and and I think that's how things normally run. You know, um, people don't really talk about stuff until big. You know, uh, yeah, just just something so that we, happens. So, what? What FIFA and UEFA are saying as such is Fabrice Moamba wasn't a big enough one to warrant it. You you take it away right out of my mouth. 
<laughs> do, you know, do you know what I mean? Like, it yeah. shouldn't have to happen twice. Uh, you know, I, to... I, yeah. I, you know, I, I think. Um, I mean, it's kind of happened on many occasions. It's, it's. Uh, I think it's because it, you know, like one it happened in the Premier League, and then of course the other it happened uh, uh, in a, a big, big tournament. But again, I, imagine if it happened at grassroots level. Um, that that particular player, you know, I don't think would survive because because of the resources at any grassroots uh, field. You know, I'm sure that we've all been in all the shoes. I've seen people get injured, and it's and you know, and it's taking an ambulance over an hour or longer to actually mm. get get to that. You know, get like to a pitch or whatnot. So you you, mm. you can imagine touch wood if. If like something like that would actually happen, how how people would respond, um, mm. and uh, and again, yeah, I think uh, defibs are definitely needed. Um, but I, you know, I don't know how much they cost. Do do you know? Uh, you know, local authorities want to be spending that money, um, especially when um, a lot of them get. Um, uh, Vandalized? I don't know. Yeah. It, it's it's a. Uh, so it's a hard one, my it? understanding in in my county, especially, is the county FA slash the so like the Swindon Sunday League, Swindon District League, they actually have to pay towards the defib. It's not the council. So the council will help, but they won't pay all the money towards it. Okay. Okay. Well, I mean, it's, I mean, it's something anyway. But I mean, I, mm. I think we, we have to talk about this a lot more. Um, you know, we we mm. we can we can always talk about how like you know, football is the richest sport in the world, and you know, you know, it's it's kind of watched by billions of people. Of I don't know the numbers, whatever. But again, it's it's like something that's not really spoken about. Um, and we should be talking about this a lot more. And then. And um and yeah, um thank you guys for like being uh, honest with your opinions. Uh the last topic, and um I'm gonna call this family fortunes. Uh, <laughs> uh I, I literally saw today that uh Eddie Howe's nephew is um part of the backroom staff at Newcastle. And um and uh, no I mean hey uh, you know, but like you know, it does bring up a you know like a very valid point. It's like you know, um, it's in like football, it's about who you know than what you know, and um, you know that's a that's if he's fit the job, why not? If he's got the qualifications, let him do it. Look at I'm in trouble. <laughs> How? But but again, um, let's be real here. Like, to Bruce, to Bruce is very trouble. I don't know what the problem is. If his brother, hello, Jesse, hello, Lad Hoy. Oh, this is back. Jesse's here. I'm always here. Oh, we um, we were kind of calling, we were kind of calling your name, but like, we didn't know if you was um, out at sea on your you know, 80 foot yacht. Um, again, I don't know. You How know, did you again. pronounce it? How did you pronounce it? Yacht. 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 Eighty foot yacht. Eight. Yeah, eighty foot. Callum. Yeah. That that Middlesbrough Blackburn game, right? Sorry to interrupt everybody. But that Middlesbrough Blackburn game had plus twelve minutes on it, and the ref blew up at one oh one one hundred. Well, do you think he blew up too early? Or do you think a bit too late? No, the 12 minutes, you know. It was over that, wasn't it? Well, it was, yeah. But there was also some stoppages within that. Oh, right. There was, because um, the Middlesbrough player, well, smashed into a Blackburn player. Well, uh, that's why then. I wondered, I wondered what. So there was stoppage anyway. within the stoppage. Oh, that's why then. Okay, fair enough. Carry on. Yeah, no, um, I would like, love to get people's opinion about... Um, this was that particular story because again, you know, Sky, Sky's brought it up. Um, you know, Eddie Howe's nephew is now part of the Newcastle staff. So, 
again, um, what do you think about having family family members um, literally work, you know, work, working with you? You know, you know, is it a kind of a conflict of interest? Is it, you know, again, is it who you know than what you know? Open dialogue. Nepotism a little bit, yeah, I suppose. Does help. I, I know they've worked previously together at uh, Bournemouth, and and what happened to an extent. It's uh, if it's worked in the past. I mean, obviously, oh. it's normal for a for a manager to bring his own staff with him. So, if it works for them, it's one of those. But at the same time, I do agree with the, you know, it's it's not always what you know. It is mostly who you know. And uh, this is just from my experience as a player. It's so difficult to get your foot in the door in places. If you know someone, it completely facilitates and it completely changes everything. And it can be frustrating to people who are benefiting from that situation. And it, it goes back to what I said actually yesterday when we spoke about the a lot of so many players that you know didn't don't make it due to you know the politics side of things. So I think this kind of does go back into the politics side of things. Mm. Yeah. Uh, Jesse, you would, you would have something hopefully interesting to say? Well, not yet. I'm waiting. <laughs> not, yet. <laughs> <laughs> not yet. I'm still waiting. <laughs> uh, here's what I'll say. Uh, I'm, I'm sure Jesse will agree with me. I feel that for players, it is extremely difficult once they get to a certain level without an agent. Of course, they feel they can do it, but I yeah. would say close to impossible. Uh, uh, James, oh, and again, correct me if I'm wrong, James Miller doesn't have an agent, but I don't know if, if he had an agent before. Um, Milner? James, yeah, James, James Milner, um, Kevin De Bruyne, but again, I don't know if they had one before, and then they don't have one now. I don't know uh, their stories, but yeah, I mean, Milner um, has obviously come through Leeds, so he's already within the environment since a very young age. Does he need one? It goes back to what um, Matt Lockwood said yesterday as well. When he he was already in the scenario, he's already in the situation. He doesn't need an agent, but I'm thinking more. Let's think a National League player who's obviously got potential for more. Will he do more if he doesn't have an agent? Okay, so to you, uh, Jose, so with your agent, how did you pick your agent? I, I, he approached me. What, with a, a suitcase of cash? No. <laughs> Just don't no. say that. No, no, no. <laughs> no, he's uh, so he's seen me, uh, see, seen my videos, seen me play. Um, so he's approached me. I've been approached by other agents as well, but I felt because his approach was more personal, it works for me. I didn't want to be just the number in his books, if you know what I mean. Okay. But every player is different. Uh, there's some players are enticed by, um, Promises of boots or promises of sponsorships. It's every everyone's different. It depends on what drives everyone. For me, it was the the ability to one day return to play in the UK. But everyone's okay. different. And at the time, uh, well, not really, just at the time because you are still with his agent now. Are you are you kind of happy with the progression that you've made with him or with her? Sorry, I didn't understand the question. Um, so, um, are you happy with the pr progression with uh, with your agent? I, I would say so, yes. For for now, yes. It's the obviously we uh, I, I I'd, I'd mentioned before. It's uh, we were meant to some. I was meant to go somewhere else, but uh, obviously it fell through at the last second, and he found me a, a good alternative to carry on. So uh, at the, it's the situation that I that he sourced me, and I'm I'm happy with that. Yes, because it beats unemployment for a year, obviously. Okay. 
Okay. No, that's fair enough. And and um, no, you know, I mean, literally, I was um, literally going to ask you how much your agent takes from you, but again, you know, that's a kind of very personal question. So I, I you know, <laughs> so so literally, I'm going to ask it. So literally, how much does your agent take from you? <laughs> It's the, the the standard F, uh, FA regulated fee. He did, oh, yes. there we go. Very good. Yeah. There we go. Bit of answer that. Oh, Jose, you really sound like a player now. Jesus. For Jose, where do you play? I've uh, Kevin Druids in the Welsh Premier League. In the Welsh Premier League. Yeah. Yeah. Pleasure. Yeah. Okay. yeah so I mean, uh, the standard FA fee because I mean. It's what everyone should be being charged. Nobody should be paying in advance. Nobody should be paying forty-five percent or the ridiculous values that uh, I think it's Holland Jose, asks for forty-five million or whatever it is. Jose, thank you very much for clarifying that because I don't know where Fabrice think. Uh, oh Fabrice, my God! What, what, what? Let me finish. Why is that? Why are they being? Hold on. Like I'm just. No, 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 no. Why would you ask the question? question? No, no, the question, you shouldn't have been asking that question because we've discussed this before. Agents don't extort their players. If there's any agent that extorts their players, it's not an agent and it's not regulated to any FIFA-regulated bodies. Because... Exactly. Uh, so, we, just... are bind, we are bind by the rules of FIFA regulations and even your FA. No agent should... And I believe would be charging any player for any money. I told you the last time, some time ago, that any agent no, charging that the charges, yeah, they just charge the clubs. They don't even charge the yeah. club because clubs has a um, right. um, a regulation that they pay to agent agents fee or bonuses or something like that. So, mm. it's no agent cannot just yeah. call amount whatever he wants. No. We are buying by rules. And any agent that is found not abiding by the rules will be suspended, I believe. Uh, you know, I understand now, Jesse. Now, Drew got knocked out of the African nations. That's the reason why you're, you're, you're a little bit angry with me. <laughs> that was yesterday. I know, I know. And literally, you're still harboring feelings. I totally understand. I am upset about it. I was upset about it. Yeah, really but like, really it, yeah, but you know, really Jesse. Yeah, but Jesse, it just feels like you're taking it out of me. I, I, I literally just asked the question. I took it out of my wife. Oh Jesus, <laughs> guys, and guys, I literally, I just want to say, like, this is like we're just bantering. This is a recorded podcast, so please, we don't need no, any not. kind of police. Like again, like you know. <laughs> Um, Jesse's only joking. Um, <laughs> but yeah, but hey, it's it's uh, it's again, cold. um, it's on tight. <laughs> but I mean, I, but yeah, I mean, again, I think for a long time coming, <laughs> <laughs> but no, but you know, um, but again, on the serious level, we've we've uh, we've kind of moved away from the from you know from the question in terms of you know, again, who like who you know in terms of what you know, I mean, um. With with like Sky putting out that story, um, again, like a lot of people will actually look at that and think, "Wow, you know what?" Unless I, I know I made a bit of a joke out of the kind of interview process, but you can imagine it going something like that. You know, it's you I mean again to to like agents and to coaches. Do you think it's a bit? Of, I don't know, like a bit of of a kick in the teeth that you know. Someone can just bring a family member into a premiership club, and you know, one that's going to be spending a lot of money is—is is that fair? Um, I think some time ago, I'm not sure about this. Alex Ferguson's son was in his um, was one of his staffs in Manchester, isn't it? His two sons. I actually think I th actually think that's true. I think exactly. like I remember hearing something similar to that. Yeah. I overheard I Alex Ferguson's sons. His two sons. Familiar. Were part of the people. And they never criticised him then. So why should we criticise him, him now? I mean, it, it's what I said. If it works for them, 
Uh, exactly. Um, but Binhose, like you like, did say, because it worked well at Bournemouth, but it didn't. Yeah. That's all I, you know, it, it's it's like something where, you know, um, you know, I don't want to get, you know, bogged under this Eddie Howe, great manager. Exactly. But again, you know, imagine if you got married and then you got divorced. You're not going to invite your ex-partner to your to your wedding. No, I, I see. I think it's worked well. He was, he was at the Bournemouth. I don't know the exact amount of time, but I, I want to say it was like over ten years potentially. And he's yeah. gone through the ranks, and uh, he's ended up as head of. Was it? I'm not sure if it was academy or if it was head of scouting. The one of the two, and it worked. It worked for them even beyond Eddie Howe's time at uh, at Bournemouth. I think. So it doesn't have, it might not have anything to do with uh, them being family. It's just, it's worked. He's done a good job, you know, and it's the same thing as, you know, me becoming a manager and appointing someone I happen to know, but who I've seen doing a good job elsewhere. I understand what you mean, because it might, it might not look great, which is fair enough. But at the same time, if it works for them. It's no different from a manager taking his favourite assistant manager to every club. No yeah. one said no one said anything about Brendan Rodgers when he took his son to Liverpool. Oh. Mm. Oh. Did he? Yep. His son also went and played for Swindon on loan. Bruce kept that secret. Yeah, he kept that quiet. Well, guys, you know what? It's the end of the podcast recorded version. <laughs> I literally want to thank everyone on the call right now. Diego, Callum, Jose, Jesse, and Barry, the founder of the Ultimate Football Network. Please go and subscribe.